This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. And now your co-host, MC Money, serving the creepy soccer dad and outs MD. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Finsider Radio. This is MC Money. I'm joined here by serving the creepy soccer dad and outs MD. And ladies and gentlemen, we are done with week one of Miami Dolphins training camp. A few storylines that we need to touch on, that we need to talk about. We'll be joined by Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post and Antoine Staley of USA Today to break down the latest and greatest information coming out of Davey and what we should be watching as we head into the second week of camp. A few position battles still taking place. A few players rising up the depth charts. Tory McIntyre, a cornerback, Isaiah Ford, at wide receiver. A few skirmishes in practice. A few struggles with the offensive line. Can they start pulling it all together? Are we going to see improvement as we head into the second week of training camp? And remember... This Thursday, if you're listening to this show before Thursday night, football begins. It is the last time that we will be without football until the Super Bowl. Chicago Bears versus Baltimore Ravens. It is, yes, a series or two of starters, if even that. And then they put in all the subs. But it's your football fixed. And I think, boys, we're ready for football to come back. What do you say? I'm freaking so excited. I can't wait. We've been trying to sift through dead season the best that we can and finally football is among us yeah any re- anything that resembles the nfl i know the hall of fame game like you said is gonna be one series of starters but let's just get to it we're ready for preseason we're ready for the regular season just glad that football back in our lives in our view And there has been some Twitter shockwaves the past few days in terms of, you know, how it's starting uh, a war almost, a battle 
a firestorm between himself and I'm not going to lie, certain me and you got into the mix of it too. <laughs> by a certain someone named Miko Grimes, you you got in there. She you triggered her a bit as well. She responded to you, calling us all these different names. But our followers and our listeners really had our backs, boys. And within a few hours, Miko's Twitter account was suspended. And as we record the show Tuesday night, and I look at her Twitter account, guess what? It is still suspended. And you know how it's, this is your floor. You started this all. Just tell us how it all started and what were you even thinking when you typed this article? All right. <laughs> Let's just make one thing clear. We were all over Miko Grimes. I've been blocked by her for several years. <laughs> uh, we had no interest in her. And I wrote that article. Absolutely, absolutely zero interest in her. No, no, really. I, I don't think any of us do at this no. point. And it definitely no. wasn't to trigger. And then uh, I think it was Britt Brit McHenry of uh, – Fox News dropped that, you know, tangent about Ryan Tannehill and how there are five women that she can name athletes that would be a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. So I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I, I got to write an article for the Finside. Why not just like throw up some of this with my own little dialogue on it? And at the very end of this article, I write, it's official. Britt McHenry is Miko Grimes burner account. And for some reason, I mean, I'm sitting there. I, I had my daughter this weekend. My wife's at a bachelorette party for my sister-in-law. And people are like, yo, what did you do to Miko? Like people are in my DMs asking what I did to Miko. And I have no idea. I'm like, I don't remember writing this last sentence. Like this was an article that I didn't even want to put out there. And it's gotten like 30,000 views over the last three days. It's just crazy. But Miko went on a tangent. She completely (laughs) came at me. The most hurtful thing I think of at all is that she called me ugly. I mean, I'm not the most (laughs) handsome person, but to, to be called ugly by Miko Grimes, that's pretty low. But to, to see all the – I mean, she got me over 200 followers almost. Nice. The storm that it, it took upon. And, I mean, we got to thank our followers, like you said, because I know I didn't report her for anything. I know Sutton did. I know you didn't. Kanata, you're blocked no. by her. I'm yeah. also blocked by her. We had nothing to do with her getting suspended. But she did. And, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that's lifetime because when she comes back, she's going to be angry. I mean, if anything, <laughs> we, we were trying to invite her on the show and – confront you openly <laughs> i thought that, that was going to be great entertainment yeah, and, and i thought that was a terrible idea because i saw it <laughs> i thought she did with ron Kanif and that was a complete crap show so i yeah. did not want anything to do with that Sutton, so, you kind of went out there and did the gentleman thing kind of invited her on and she just you know we all know what she said and <laughs> she's suspended for it and it's just been well, a crazy three days and it's just sad because like i make these cool photoshops i write these mediocre articles we do this awesome podcast and my whole legacy is going to be writing up one sentence about Miko Grimes that is on an article <laughs> I had no interest in writing. So it's pretty sad, but it's pretty cool everything that came about it. Yeah, I mean, last I remember, Channing Crowder was serving her up on some kind of little commercial for the housewives, the real housewives of uh, cornerbacks that don't feel like tackling running backs <laughs> when they break the edge. Um I was willing to let Miko's ghost just kind of, you know, just drift off into the abyss. And all of a sudden you're attacking my boy. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be a concierge. Hey, let's get you two together. Let's, let's find a middle ground here. And then you were the boy for reason. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to be. And then, um, yeah. So she had some choice words for 
what we know about football, but I will say that anybody that's listened to us knows that we know football. So if Mika wants to come on and debate football with us, we're ready to go. But Hals, I just uh, just know that we got your back, whatever happens. <laughs> Thanks. It sounds like I'm going to turn up like missing and my body's going to be found a couple <laughs> days later. <laughs> just know we have your back no matter what happens. So I appreciate that. I mean, you guys – you went to my aid. I know Sutton. You were the only one that wasn't blocked by her. You tried to, like yeah. you said, be the voice of but she wanted nothing to do with that. Yeah, we'll start a GoFundMe page if anything happens. Yeah, buy yourself some nice equipment and <laughs> maybe your own website. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, she's crazy. She's going to come back with, with some fighting words, so we'll see. We'll be ready. And if she ever wants to come on Finsider Radio, we will gladly take her on and, and set her in place. Although I did hear that the ratings for that show when they had her on went, actually went down. So who knows what would happen. All right. Let's move on, boys. Latest news, rumors, and inside information. We're joined here on Finsider Radio now by Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post. Joe, one of the best beat reporters on the Dolphins beat coming from ESPN, who previously was in Miami. Joe, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, Joe, let's get straight to it. Training camp. A lot of updates go out on Twitter between the beat reporters, between fan sites, between a lot of other people. So, you know, pulling information from various sources is easy to do, but it's not so easy to figure out what's important and what's not. So as someone who covers the team on a daily basis, can you tell us, you know, what kind of information is overrated in training camp and what kind of information is underrated? Well, you know, I think that um, the first thing you need to keep in mind, especially when it comes to offensive and defensive line play, is whether or not the players are in pads. And, you know, Monday is going to be the first day that players are in pads. And so we'll actually get a chance to more fairly evaluate, you know, players like uh, Laramie Tunstall and, uh, Robert Quinn and Akeem Spence. And, uh, so that's the first thing to keep in mind. And then, you know, the second thing to keep in mind is that sometimes a young player will get a bunch of catches in the spring or even in the summer uh, in practice. And that, you know, doesn't necessarily translate to the regular season. So you kind of have to take with a grain of salt anything and everything that you see and hear about uh, in practice in the spring and even in the summer. Joe, one of the uh, biggest storylines is Ryan Tannehill coming back from injury. What has he been like so far in training camp? How has he been moving? And is there anyone else behind Tannehill who may be able to take the reins over with David Fales or Brock Osweiler, maybe Bryce Petty even, if the unthinkable were to happen again? You know, the Dolphins' backup quarterback situation is not off to a strong start here in the offseason. Uh, Brock Osweiler has thrown a handful of interceptions. Uh, David Sales has looked okay. You know, Bryce Petty is clearly running fourth string at this point. So, you know, really, uh, everything, everything for the Dolphins uh, relies on Ryan Tannehill's health. Uh, you know, obviously this is a, a surgically repaired Ryan Tannehill. So Ryan has to have more confidence in the knee than even he let on last year when he was expressing publicly that he had total confidence. And a knee that had not been surgically rehabilitated. He's going to wear the knee brace. One of the interesting things that Adam Gase said recently is that he's going to have to learn how to slide with the knee brace. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Tannehill runs a little bit less than he did when we saw him in 2016. That was a 
sort of turning a corner, his ability to uh, make plays when on the run and make plays when uh, flushed out of the pocket. So if that in any way is limited or if his mobility in any way is limited, uh, that will certainly make it harder for him to reach uh, the, the, uh, the level of play that he has shown in the last five or six games in the 2016 season. But he looks okay. He seems to be moving fine. Uh, but, you know, we won't really know until the regular season. Huh? Joe, how serious? Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. We're all big fans of your work. Uh, um, my question for you, we're heading into day five of training camp. What player offensively and what player on defense has stood out most to you, and what can we expect from them during the regular season? I talked about minimizing a little bit what we see in practice, but, you know, uh, it is really encouraging what we've seen from the young receiver, Isaiah Ford, who missed all of last season with an injury. It's kind of hard to see uh, based on his college production, his size, his leaping ability, his hands, how in the world he fell to the seventh round. That could end up being a very good late-round drastic for the Dolphins. Remember they once found success late in the draft with a receiver named Rashard Matthews who, uh, you know, produced and then, you know, got away in free agency. But you can certainly find receivers uh, both in free agency and in the draft who kind of fall between the cracks. And it looks like Isaiah Ford might be one of those guys. Right now, I'd say he's ahead of the former third-round draft choice, uh, Leontay Carew. We've also yeah. seen some encouraging signs from Tony Lippett uh, as he comes back from a very difficult Achilles injury. The Dolphins desperately need competition at the cornerback position one of the areas where they don't have a lot of depth where Greg Tankersley surprisingly took over the starting position so early last season and showed some good signs in terms of his physical play and his ability to tackle and, uh, you know, but he did give up a high percentage of passes uh, and uh, he's not as athletic in, you know, downfield plays as, for example, uh, Tony Lippett is. So, it's going to be interesting. There's very few sort of battles going on, but one place where it seems like there might be an actual legitimate battle is at the cornerback position uh, opposite Xavier Howard. Joe, last question for me. You mentioned earlier the offense kind of hinders on whether or not Ryan Tannehill stays healthy, continues to do what he did towards uh, the 2016 season. Two players, in my opinion, that the defense kind of rides on. A second-year linebacker, Rayquan McMillan, who we just continue to hear rave reviews about. You know his leadership. He was penciled in as a starting middle linebacker. What has he done throughout training camp? And what have you seen from first-round pick Nicky Fitzpatrick? I know uh, he's playing a little bit of nickel from reports that we hear. He's a very versatile player. I think the defense and what they can do in 2018 heavily relies on those two. What have you seen from the amount of training camp? And do you think, you know, those are the two players that if, if they can pull it together, this defense could be special? When Minka Fitzpatrick uh, entered Alabama as a freshman, I had the chance to, to be on the sideline for some of his games. And I was blown away, and the coaches were blown away with how quickly he transitioned from high school to the college level. And I think you're going to see a similar transition from Fitzpatrick, who's a very smart kid, has a great work ethic, uh, you know, really understands concepts of the game of football. I think that he's going to be able to contribute right away. Now, you know, which packages he's used in and how the Dolphins utilize three safeties and and multiple corners, and whether or not they use more nickel and more dime and more three safety looks this year. It's going to be really interesting to see. I think the Dolphins uh, were vulnerable uh, in the passing game last year, vulnerable in the short passing game, vulnerable in the throws to the running backs and tight end. 
<laughs> and I think that Fitzpatrick is really going to have a positive impact in that area. Uh, it might take a little bit longer for the linebacker Jerome Baker to contribute, but eventually they hope that he'll be able <laughs> to do something similar. As far as Raquan McMillan, yeah, you know, it's great that uh, he has a maturity beyond his age like Mika Fitzpatrick. Um, it's great that um, he has shown an ability to actually cover some running back to tight end here in camp. It certainly seems like he's not injured uh, too much by that team ending knee injury from last year. Uh, and he's well-liked by his teammates. Uh, and he has become a, a young leader uh, in that group. And so, uh, you know, the Dolphins believe that having a guy in Tannehill who was their on-field, you know, play caller basically back, and having a guy in Raekwon McMillan, who despite being 22, was expected to be their on-field play caller last year, will really have just such a major impact that it exceeds what the folks in Vegas who are picking them to win five and a half games, for example, uh, really know and understand. All right, Joe, one more question before we let you go. A lot of the national media is down on the Dolphins as we head into the regular season. What is your take on the Dolphins' prospects this upcoming season? I, mean, I certainly expect the Dolphins to win more than five and a half games. I don't really follow it too closely what the current Vegas odds are, but certainly they might be up to six or six and a half. Uh, even there, I would take the over. You know, I, I think the team wins, you know, minimum seven games. I think, you know, likely between seven and nine, which, you know, isn't going to necessarily put them back on the national radar, which is where they briefly appeared as an unexpected playoff participant two years ago. But I think that, you know, this team won six games with Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. This team won six games without Raekwon McMillan right. and Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, and Frank Gore and Danny Amendola, you know, the, the national uh, media and Vegas, they're looking at the Pro Bowl appearances of players who are gone. Right. But the Dolphins really do think that Danny, Danny Amendola plus Albert Wilson, along with the ability to spread the ball around or uh, to other players, will actually produce a better result. The Dolphins actually believe that, you know, getting Kenyon Drake way more carries and mixing in a Frank Gore uh, will be much better than what they had when they were relying on Jay Ajayi, who was uh, dissatisfied with the types of runs that he was being asked to do. So, you know, the Dolphins feel they have player buy-in that's sort of a little bit overrated, obviously, talent uh, is more important than, than all that. Uh, but we'll see if the Dolphins can exceed their talent level. I can tell you that Adam Gase and the Dolphins coaches do believe that they will, that the, the, the on-the-field product will exceed the overall talent. And, and I think that for this year, you know, that if that happens, that should you know, please Dolphins fans as they try to, you know, not necessarily rebuild the franchise, but sort of reload with players who are more in the mold and mode of what Adam Gase has envisioned. All right, Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. Thanks, guys. All right. And we're going to keep on moving forward here. We're joined now by Antoine Staley of the Dolphins Wire of USA Today. Antoine, a great follow on Twitter, always interacting with the fans. We can almost truly say that Antoine is an integral part of hashtag Dolphins Twitter. Never afraid to mix it up with fans. Never afraid to get down and dirty and giving it, giving his honest opinion and mixing in with the best of it. Antoine, thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I think 
more controversy for my college football uh, picks than my Dolphins picks. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a big deal. But yeah, I'm glad to be on with y'all. All right, yeah, we're glad to have you too. So let's get right to it. Antoine training camp one weekend, day off on Tuesday. Dolphins are getting ready to go back at it. Had their first full day of pads on Monday. Got some skirmishes in there. But before we really step onto the field, I want to go behind the curtain a little bit for us and for the fans and all of our listeners. You're there every day. You're credentialed by the Dolphins. You have uh, all the access that all the other media has. Miami Herald has, Sun Sentinel, Palm Beach Post, all of those guys. Can you just give us a little behind-the-scenes look? I know that you can't say everything. But just like, you know, what's the working environment there? We know you go to practice. We know you go to the interviews. But, you know, just the working environment between you and the other reporters and how you all mix in together and how you all kind of work together. But you're also working for different organizations as well. How does that all flow? Well, I think it, well, most places when you work for a different company, you're, you're considered rivals. Well, I mean, we are in rivals to an extent, but at the same time, uh, we all work together. It's like well, we all cover the Dolphins, but we all do work together, which to understand, to case in point, a lot of people end up going to, uh, end up doing transcripts for each other or will work together to do transcripts. So this alone, something that Adam Gates talked for 20 minutes, uh, somebody might write, write, uh, write the transcript for seven, seven minutes and somebody else writes for another seven minutes. So. Yeah, we all work together in that whole capacity. So I don't consider, I must consider everybody, um, anybody in that room as a rival. I think we're all blessed and be able to do something that we really want to do. And yeah, that's kind of how I, I view it to be completely honest. I don't necessarily, but that is, we're all rivals. I mean, we are to an extent, but we all get the story. But at the same time, we all hear the same information. We all, right. um, there each and every day, and we all dare to help each other. Uh, we all, a lot of us are friends. Uh, off of the uh, when we're away from the team, right? Now, do you guys do you guys share story ideas with each other, or is it like okay, you get your information because you all you said you all get the same information? What you do? Do you then say okay, I'm going to do this story, I'm going to do that story, just to give you a heads up, I'm working on this story, or do you just go with it and whatever happens happens? No, no. If, if you're working, well, that. That's like for a certain organization. Where, for for example, Adam Beasley, uh, Mono Salagero, and Barry Casson are there pretty much every day. So between those three, they'll share information. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking about because yeah. they they're they're their own secret society. <laughs> so they able to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, and they decide. Well, you do this, you do that. Uh, same thing with the Palm Beach Post. Same thing with the Sun Sentinel. For me, I'm just my own entity, so I can do whatever whatever I want to do. Yeah. So. Sometimes, sometimes I'll, I'll ask a question or I'll know a question that I want to ask and do an article off of that. Other times it may be something that a player or a coach says and then it triggers something that, oh, okay, this would be a good article to write. So let's do that. Or for example, looking at training camp when it was all chippy, uh, on Monday, I just thought, yeah, I think that'd be a good article to kind of lead off with and let's start with that. And then I'll also write other articles, uh, outside of that as well. Tuan Sutton here. I don't know yeah, if Kanata's, I don't know if Kanata's going to give us much competition if we end up meeting up in Cincinnati early in October. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to do my best to keep up with you. So I hope you just I hope you understand that. Right well, hold on, hold on. What, what, what day is this? Oh, what day are we going? Is it Friday night or Saturday? We'll be there Saturday. Can you do Saturday? 
Yeah, I can just say, what, what time are we doing this? So you, I need to uh, you tell make us. sure I have the data. You tell exactly. us. Exactly. I have you my, uh, to prepare for that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you I need tell, to make sure I have my Gatorade yeah. and uh, my PDA light ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring, bring your equipment real fast because we, we can get down there whenever we need to. Yeah. But hey, let's talk. Let's talk about the culture change, and that was really the main theme over the off seasons you know you, you saw sue you saw landry out of town and i'm just curious what's your feeling there what's the difference between this camp and some of the previous camps you've been at and you know and, and just speak to the faction of fans who are kind of done with the off season fluff you know Cut, cut through the BS for us, Antoine. Is there anything to this training camp that you really feel you can sink your teeth into? Well, I feel like everybody's rallying around Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, because of course he came out, he came off the injury last year, and then now that he's back and he's performing well throughout practices. So I feel like the players are like, you know what, this is our guy. We're gonna rally around him, and, there, and I feel like a lot more comfort is in the air, and. A lot of people, I mean, when you talk about training camp and things of that nature, a lot of people think it's boring, like boring if you don't have any storylines, but I think it's good because everything that went down with the Dolphins last year with the injuries that they suffered and bringing Jay Cutler in, with, no matter what you think about that and all this other stuff. So I just think that bottom line is I just think the team is really round around Ryan Tannehill and believe that he can be the quarterback that Ryan Adam Gates Police he can be because they feel like they, they take, they're the personality, they're probably the personality that Adam Gates, they're Adam Gates' personality. And I think the team is really taking on his leadership and he has the personnel and the roster that he finally has. And I wrote about that, uh, might have been in April or March, might have been March, I believe. Uh, he puts a step on the roster and I feel like he is, he has the personnel that he finally wants to run and we're seeing it day in, day in and day out, um, throughout training camp. Antoine House here. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we touched on Landry's departure. I want to know what that opens up in the wide receiving core. You know, we got Devontae Parker. We Every year we hear that he's going to have a breakout season. Uh, what have you seen from him throughout camp? And then you got guys like Jakeem Grant. Uh, I think a lot of us have high hopes for him. Kenny Stills might be the most consistent receiver on the roster. Albert Wilson, you know, came out yesterday that he's not going to be a slot receiver. I don't know if that was a, a stab at Landry or whatnot. He can play on the outside. What do you see from this receiving core, and which wide receivers are really stepping up their game early on in training camp? Well, I don't think it's a uh, slight. It has nothing to do with Landry. Is Adam like? I'm just put it to you like this: Adam, if it was up to Adam Gates, Landry, Jarvis Landry would be here. But the fact of the matter is, he, he priced himself out. He had a great year last year. He wanted more money. The Dolphins couldn't afford to pay him, and that was that. But talking about this team in particular. Uh, as far as Albert Wilson playing on the outside, it's, I think it's more or less talking about uh, what how they feel about Devontae Parker. They feel like Parker hasn't necessarily been the receiver that they wanted him to be, and I think everybody, I think majority of people would say the same thing. He's been a kind of, he's been a disappointment. I won't say bust because bust is, is a very harsh word, but I think he's been a disappointment. A lot of people thought he would be a the Dolphins number one receiver eventually. Somebody that can catch 80 balls over, uh, for over a thousand yards, but that hasn't been the case. So you want to ensure yourself with more depth at that wide receiver position. Uh, and also at the same time, especially if Jamal Parker gets hurt and you have somebody that can play the outside and Albert Wilson, who 
Uh, he's also not only a really good route runner, but also has the speed that so a dynamic that the Dolphins have not had in a little while. So I, I think I, I really like the depth of this receiving core. We had not talked about Isaiah Ford, somebody that I think is going to um, really surprise people throughout the preseason. I don't know how much he's going to play in the regular season, but uh, right now I think right the Dolphins are going to keep six receivers on this roster. Yeah, I completely agree. And one guy I didn't even mention was Danny Amendola. Uh, you see these, you know, him to ten, ten hell to Amendola going around on social media. Another guy that we continue to see is Mike Jasicki. I mean, this team has been in desperate need of a tight end probably for the longest time since you've been covering him. And I mean, whether it's Jordan Cameron or, uh, you know, Julius Thomas, uh. Eon Sims had a decent season, whatever it may be. I mean, you got these guys who, you know, they have a good season or whatnot or had a good season just come here and kind of, you know, fizzle out. So Mike Jasicki sees one-handed grabs throughout training camp. You think that he might be, you know, Miami's Rob Gronkowski. I mean, I know there's only one Gronkowski, but we're hoping that Mike Jasicki can do big things for the Dolphins. What have you seen from him throughout training camp? And again, with Danny Amendola, is there a repertoire there with uh, Ryan Tannehill? Uh, seasons from these two guys? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, waters went with those guys. To be honest with you, so. Yeah, I, I think, to be honest with you, uh, Tannehill and Amendola have, having the chemistry that, uh, Tannehill and Landry had. He, I think it's a, that's his first read at oftentimes. And he's looking to, uh, Danny Amendola to kind of be his security blanket. Uh, as you know, as you guys know, uh, Landry was definitely his security blanket. If he needed a first down, he would look Jarvis his way. Uh, a lot of times he would get the ball to him. I think, it, I think he's going to do the same thing with Danny Amendola this upcoming season, which I goes, it goes to the point where Adam Gates says, uh, Alvin Wilson is not going to be just primarily a slot receiver. Uh, as far as Gusecki, I think Gusecki is going to be a, um, a big weapon for him. And I expect him to do really big things. He's really, he started in the first team, uh, offense the, uh, the last couple of days, not necessarily, uh, because AJW had a foot injury. But, uh, once he came, got in that lineup, he ended up doing, um, catching a few red zone touchdowns, uh, showing the offense what he can do. And I know Ryan Tanner talked about his catch radius, uh, the last few years. So, yeah, I, um, I expect big things from him. I don't know how many catches he's going to have, but the Dolphins are thanks very highly of him. He's def- he definitely still needs to work on his blocking technique, but that's going to come. I, 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 we all knew he was not necessarily the Dolphins didn't get him for his blocking, uh, ability. They got him for his ability, his ability to catch touchdowns in the red zone. We're joined here by Antoine Staley of the Dolphins Wire of USA Today. Antoine, a lot of national media is down on the Dolphins this coming season. What is your season prediction for the Miami Dolphins? Come on, like really? Like y'all, y'all, talk, y'all trying to give me wins and losses right now? <laughs> Not wins and losses, but tell you, are they going to be a playoff team this year, or are they going to skip miss the playoffs? They, they could potentially. Here's here's the whole thing, and I've been saying this consistently. Outside the AFC, and I'll ask every single one of y'all this: Outside of Pittsburgh and New England, what is who is the team that you feel like is strong? I, I, I mean, that can the make Chiefs, the playoffs. The I, I don't strong. Jaguars. Well, you, feel, you feel comfortable with Patrick Mahomes? I do not. No. Exactly. But, that's my point. Yeah, okay. I think the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if the Chiefs year. are going to win the division. I think the Chargers may win, uh, win the West. Uh, you got Jacksonville there, but, uh, you got Tennessee there. Tennessee, I don't know how they're going to do with, uh, Mike, uh, Babel there as, uh, head coach. Yeah. The Colts, I, I don't know. I don't know what to feel about the Colts. So they're kind of one of those right. things where, where yeah, I don't, it, it, it's all going to depend on how, uh, obviously, Andrew Luck does. 
and Houston. Houston, he talked about Houston with Deshaun Watson. So it's a lot of questions there. So yeah. why not? The Dolphins can definitely contend for a playoff spot. I don't see why not. Uh, I think New England, obviously, I think a lot of people think New England is going to win the uh, AFC East once again, but it's, why not? Why can't the Dolphins get a wild card spot? I think that as long as Tannehill can stay healthy and uh, get protection, get protection from the offensive line, and I like the, like the, um, plan that they have in mind for, um, and for running the football, which is what Adam Gates said he wants to do more. Until I see it, I believe it, but they definitely have the depth to do so with Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake and also Kevin Bellage, who I also really love. All right, Antoine Staley of the Dolphins Wire of USA Today. Antoine, I know Sutton likes to make fun of me a lot. Listen, I do get buzzed off a few beers, okay? I do get drunk off maybe like six, one, seven One beer, one beer. One beer. But, uh, Are you serious? No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> listen, you come out with us in Cincy, you'll see how to have a great time. Listen, I will... Not if you're drinking, you drinking one beer. Like, I don't even drink beer. No, no, no. I will make it the most lit night that you have ever been a part of. Let me ask you this. Do you drink anything other than beer? Do you drink, um, like, liquor? Listen, I drink everything. If it has alcohol in it, I'm drinking it. What about wild turkey? I never had that, though. I never had that. Are are you serious? You got to introduce me to that in Cincy. (laughs) Do you know what what wild turkey is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're going to turn you on to that. (laughs) um, You talk about, you want to hang with me? He's gonna turn into a wild turkey. Yeah, you gonna, uh, you, you wanna roll with the bit dolls? Then yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do wild, wild turkey. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge whiskey fan, so I do take that back. You know, anything with alcohol in it. I do take that back <laughs> okay, a little what, bit. What do you like? I, I will find something that you like. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do all it right, up. All right, you, 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 you introduce me to the new stuff, alright? And I'll just show you how to have a great time. How about you? No, no, I'm, no, I'm going to show you how to have a good time. <laughs> I was going to say, just give me your credit card, Matthew, and I'll show Twan exactly what we need to do. You have my credit card? No, I'm, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the drinks out, and then you just bring it, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. You'll have my credit card within 45 minutes, guaranteed. Especially in Kentucky. Uh, we're, we're like Kentucky, Cincinnati area. Yeah, yeah it's we're, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. All good right. point. Good point. We'll touch base, Antoine. We'll talk to you on Twitter. Thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. We appreciate your time. Uh, all right, y'all take it easy. All right, man. All right, take peace. Care. Thanks, Antoine. It's not every day where you get two great beat reporters for the team that you're covering on one podcast show, and that's exactly what we just did here on Finsider Radio with Joe Shad and Antoine Staley. Two very different reporters in a way of how they approach their articles and their coverage. Or the one thing that makes them very similar is the fact that they both interact with the fans. And you'll see beat reporters all around the NFL. You know, the people with thousands of followers, over 10,000, over 20,000 followers, crazy ratios, right? And they don't take the time to respond to the people who read their work and who are the reason why they still have a job. But Joe Shad and Antoine Staley are completely different. As you heard me at the top of Antoine's interview, it's, you know, it's just great that he mixes in. And Joe Shad has told us, you know, that he, he monitors social media. He monitors the message boards to see the pulse of the team. And when you look at the fans of the team, that's how you get the pulse of the team. And I'll admit too, I have tweet deck. I have my Twitter list and I have a complete list dedicated to just Dolphins fans. And I scroll through that timeline every single day just to see What's going on in the minds of other Dolphins fans? Yeah, I have my other list of reporters and everything else. But the fact is, you know, they're spending their narrative, but the true narrative is within the fans' voice. 
and what they're seeing and hearing on a daily basis. But, you know, going back to their interviews, there were many interesting tidbits. But I think the biggest one was the secondary that they both mentioned. You know, Joe Shad mentioning Tony Lippett and Cordray Tankersley, Antoine mentioning similar. So we'll start with you, sir. And, you know, how do you see this whole secondary battle shaking out, including the fact that the Dolphins may use three safeties from time to time? Well, the very last episode that we had, we had talked about the the really prominent battle between Tony Lippett and Cordrea Tankersley. How was that going to shake out? And I was pretty confident that Cordrea Tankersley was not only the most talented uh, member of the secondary, including Xavier Howard, but that he would win this battle with Tony Lippett. And then all of a sudden you hear Joe Shad say, well, yep, you know, Tony Lippett is – playing pretty awesome has outplayed Cordrea thus far. So he, he mentioned the competition aspect of it, but we also need to take into account that Tony Lippa is not your average cornerback and the fact that he's six, three. So we're going into a division where with the jets, you have Robbie Anderson, who's at six, three Terrell Pryor six, four over the Buffalo bills. You got Kelvin Benjamin at six, five, New England Patriots, you got Jordan Matthews at 6'3", Kenny Britt 6'3". So if you can have a player like that, and I was as high as anybody on him with his ball skills and his length, he is able to make some plays for us that I don't think other members of the secondary are able to make. So the fact that he is nose and nose with, with Tank at this point in the competition, I think that's a great sign for Dolphins fans. Uh, yes, you have the competition there. Obviously, injuries can happen. But to have Tony uh, step up and possibly even take the starting spot there, very good sign. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I'm a big fan of Lippitt. One thing we got to remember is, I mean, he's going into year three now. Last season, he was injured, and he was a wide receiver in college. He was a guy that came in transition. So we might not even have seen the best Tony Lippett. Uh, Joe Shad saying, you know, he's the guy that kind of stood out to him. Uh, that's pretty big. I, I think we're all Tony Lippett fans. I think something you're a huge Cordray Tanker City, we all are. But it'd be nice to see Tony Lippett come in there and make a legit competition from the way it sounds because that number two spot opposite of Xavier Howard, that could ultimately decide how this secondary plays out. I know Minka Fitzpatrick, I think he's a guy who – I think he might see almost 100% of the snaps back there. I know we're seeing him with the second team. I think Omar Kelly tweeted out that he doesn't think that he's going to get them reps early because of T.J. McDonald, but I wasn't highly impressed with what T.J. McDonald did as far as a coverage safety. So, I mean, we're going to see now what Fitzpatrick can bring to the table. I think he already is the best coverage safety in this group. I think his versatility makes him a guy who you just have to have out there on every down. And I think the way he prepares himself, you keep hearing about the way he you know, prepared himself in Alabama before bowl games. He's out there hours early, you know, doing the game film. It seems like he's doing the same thing now that he's at the next level. He might be the best Dolphins first-round pick in 20 years. I like Cordrea Tankersley, and I like Tony Lippett, too. And there is room, obviously, for both of them on this team, as Adam Gase and Chris Greer and Mike Tannen, but I'm all like to say, you can never have enough cornerbacks on your team. When you talk about, like, who would it want to win, though? You know, I like Lippett. But I think, I don't know. I don't know if he can ever be that elite cornerback in the NFL. I, I think he does have more room to grow. I think he does have a lot of potential. I don't know if he can ever get to that top rung, though. 
Cordray Tankersley, on the other hand, I think could. I think as he gets more experience, he has the dog in him. I mean, look at him. He's starting as a rookie halfway through his rookie year. Cornerbacks usually don't adjust to the NFL until year two. So I think Cordrea has a dog in him where I think he could be one of the top cornerbacks in the league. And I'd rather much see that and have Lippitt be that, you know, kind of spot guy running in, rotating when needing to be that guy in case an injury goes down and you have a very, very comfortable backup that's going into the game. And then when you switch over to the the top of the secondary, you know, you got Minka, Rashad and TJ. Listen, I would love for TJ to really turn it on this camp and realize, okay, he's got some competition. He's earned that contract. They paid him out last year. I would love for him to be dynamite and then, you know, get some use out of him. Will he be around after this year? Probably not. No, unless he really balls out. But, you know, having that option again, just like Lippitt or Cordrea, whoever does not win that job, having that option in the back of that secondary, it's depth. You look at these teams who win Super Bowls, you go deep into the playoffs. They have good depth. When someone goes down, you know, the next guy come up and you're not missing a whole big step of a beat. Okay. So you have... TJ behind Minka and Rashawn, great. Make it happen. One of them gets injured. It hurts, but it's not the end of the world. So for me, you know, I'm just going to sit back, watch, let it play out, let the best man win. But in the process, I hope just everyone keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah, You just hope that you can stay ahead of the down and distance demon. So you want to be able to get into other teams into the third and eights, the third and nines, third and tens, because then you can use that versatility that we do have, uh, especially with the pass rush, because we have a state of pass rushers right now. So let's see, let's see this interplay. It's all about defensive ends and cornerbacks playing off of each other right now in the NFL. It's a passing league. So get to the quarterback. So let's get the pass rush after them. And then you have the stable bodies back there, uh, depth wise and down and distance wise. So let's, let's use this to our advantage. You're absolutely right, sir. And we'll see how this all shakes out as we head into week two of Miami Dolphins training camp, as we head into the NFL preseason buckle up folks. The NFL season is coming. Enjoy training camp. Enjoy the optimism that everyone is feeling right now. Enjoy the anticipation of the buildup to the NFL regular season. As I tweeted out the other day, we all know how quickly the NFL season can be over before it even started. So this is the time where everyone's feeling great. Everyone's optimistic. Everyone's happy. Enjoy the moment. Live in the moment. Don't look ahead. Just look what's in front of your eyes right now and just have fun. For certain, the Creepy Soccer Dad on House MD, I am MC Money. Thank you for joining us here on Finsider Radio. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins.
Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.